when something doesn't go quite the way that you had hoped or that you planned for, what meaning do you attach to it? And how does that impact the way that you move forward from that moment? Welcome to Your Business Quest podcast. I'm Osman Sharif, the Business Owners Coach, and I'm dedicated to guiding established experts like you through the journey of confidently growing your business without chaos and confusion. Come along as we navigate the unique chapters ahead of your business, exploring how to master your mindset and truly embrace your entrepreneurial superpower in everything you do. So if you're ready to make some real magic happen in your business, then let's embark upon this exciting quest together. Let's continue to explore how to navigate business challenges because that's the key theme of this season. And I'm sure that you, as a business owner, you know the realities of business because things aren't always going to go to plan. It doesn't matter if you have the crystal clear vision set and specific goals, which are important because they can give us direction. But the reality is that actually you don't have a crystal ball things aren't going to pan out exactly the way that you would like or even the way that you would hope in many situations. But even in those types of situations, how we deal with them is what's going to make the difference. Because there's one thing that I am sure that you are doing, because I do that as a human being, every human being does it as well, is that when things happen, we then internalise it, we interpret it. And sometimes without realising it, we can actually put a meaning onto what's happened in a way that can make a big difference to what we then do next or what we don't do next. So today I would love us to explore how are you interpreting setbacks? How do you think about what happens next if something hasn't gone to plan? And what story are you attaching to outcomes or impacts or results or the lack of some of those things as well? And especially the focus will be on any of those unhelpful or negative meanings or stories. Why? Because they will reinforce a belief that you are already carrying around and that will then just make it even stronger because you'll be adding more evidence to it. Or you could potentially, again, without realising it, be starting a new limiting belief by the stories and the meanings that you're attaching to things when they don't go exactly to plan. I know you're excited to get going, but before we jump in, I want you to get the most from today's episode. And for you to do that, just like it would be if you go on any journey, you need to know where you currently are right now before just blindly moving forward. So I invite you to take my Business Magic Scorecard right now so that you can get a snapshot of your current reality. You know what's going well in your business and where you've got the biggest opportunities for even more growth ahead. It's quick typically taking less than 97 seconds. It's free and I know it'll give you so much clarity. You'll get a personalized report with your results along with some exclusive free resources to help you based upon your results to move things forward. I promise that it will help you to discover which of the three elements of my business magic formula you'd benefit from focusing upon right now. You'll then hear what's discussed in the rest of this podcast episode very differently and through a more personalised perspective with your scores in mind. And that, my friend, will help you 
when it comes to deciding what to implement and what actions to take as a result. So take action now, simply go to osmansharif.com scorecard or visit the links in the show notes. Okay, now let's get going. So what's something that hasn't gone to plan the way that you wanted it to over, let's say, the last couple of weeks? That could be something that you put out there, an offer or a proposal, or it could be anything when it comes to your business. I know for me, a few weeks ago, after having great conversations with a company who wanted a leadership program, they loved all the content and then they came back to me and said, we love this man but we're really going to focus on the more junior members of our team, first of all, and then we'll be looking at the leadership program later on. So yes, I was a little bit gutted that the contract didn't get signed straight away, but actually just after I got that email, I just didn't let it affect me. I then just moved on because how we deal with things can make a huge difference. So let's say, for example, in that situation, have you ever sent a proposal or you had a sales call or whatever it might look like in your world and you were super excited about working with that client and then you didn't get it for whatever reason. It's what happens after it that makes the biggest difference, not actually what they necessarily tell you. There's a bit of a caveat there, but I'll explain that in a moment. But let's say if you turned around and you didn't get something and you then went, okay, well, actually, it's fine. There's plenty of more opportunities out there. It would have been fun, but you weren't attached to the outcome or you didn't even in your head or in your mind or the reality, you didn't even count it as being like a done deal. Like for me, I never count anything in business after years of experience as being confirmed or even a done deal until the money is in the bank. And that's just the way it is. So I don't get attached to anything. I don't overthink it. I don't kind of plan for it in terms of, oh, when this happens, X, Y, Z, because it can stop you from then being disappointed and it just keeps me personally kind of hungry to keep moving forward as well. So there are times when, like I said in those examples, if something hasn't gone to plan, if you are naturally thinking about it or if you trained yourself to think about it in terms of it's okay, don't worry about it, there's plenty more opportunities here, keep on going, keep on moving, it's absolutely fine. Well that will be a positive outcome because therefore your thinking, your feelings, your actions could just keep moving forward and it doesn't derail you in any way. But often, and I know this again from my own experience and also when I'm coaching and guiding my clients through, is that inevitably we can have more of a negative experience or a negative thought. For example, oh I didn't get that proposal signed off because well I must have been too expensive or mm, they didn't like me or maybe I'm just not good enough to do that or, well, no one's buying in our industry at all now or times are really tough or similar things like this or even we can then start to kind of expand that in terms of, well, will I ever make this work? Am I doing the right thing? You know, am I cut out for this? So can you see if you actually go down that path in terms of more of that negative spiral, how's that going to feel? Have you experienced that before? Well, if you're in that spiral, therefore it then reinforces anything else that happens. You might go, well, there you go again. Of course I can't do that or they think it's expensive or whatever that might be. Whatever you're attaching the meaning to that response that you got, that's going to be the biggest impact for you. So instead, I want to make sure that you get much more curious. You challenge yourself you look at it and actually just really analyze it and go, okay, what am I choosing to think about from this? 
what will be a better way to be able to move this forward as well so that you don't then spiral out of control by then losing motivation, by giving up, by not taking action, by you know, hiding away or just, as I say, catastrophizing what might be happening as well. And it really does start by getting curious. And I'm not saying that every single time you will go straight into that positive frame because naturally there will be times we are disappointed. There is that setback. We have to dust ourselves off and keep going, right, how do we move it forward? And that's why that mindset or that attitude of curiosity makes a big difference. And it helps you to stop going in that deep ditch of that spiral and actually catch yourself quickly to be able to move forward as well. And questions can make a big difference here. So if you are, let's say, experiencing a setback, and then I just want you to pay attention to what is the words that you're saying to yourself or even to other people, because it might be internalized or it might be through the conversations that you're having with partners or friends or peers or whoever is in your world around you. And actually asking yourself what I'm saying, is it really true? So for example, if a proposal comes back the outcome to say we're not going ahead and if they say it's because it's above our budget, does that really mean that you're too expensive? No, it might just be that they haven't allocated enough budget to it. They might have different priorities or actually everybody's got a different interpretation of what is valuable and therefore it doesn't mean that automatically you're too expensive. And if you think about that as a consumer, you could go and buy a pair of jeans in so many different places. You could buy a pair of jeans for a couple of pounds in some shops, whereas in other shops you could spend a couple of thousand pounds on a pair of jeans. Does that make sense? So does it make that pair of jeans too expensive or too cheap? A lot of it is down to our meaning that we attach, the value that we attach. So we actually can't overgeneralize some of these things as well. And that's why that question of, is this really true to whatever you're saying in your head just gives you that chance to pause for a moment and go, is that really true for me? And it gives you that chance instead of just automatically taking it on to just pause and actually go, hmm, no, it's not, or it's not entirely true, whatever it might be, depending on the situation. And even ask yourself, what am I making this mean? That again, just put the mirror back onto yourself and go, I've got the power here to really interpret this in a way. And if I'm making this mean something that's not really helpful or it's not really accurate, then it just again stops you from really solidifying that or owning that and taking that on in the future as being, let's say, a reinforced or a new limiting belief. And the third question is, is this meaning helpful to me and my business? And that, again, could really just give you that chance to take control of it. And like I mentioned or alluded to before, I'm not saying that you should automatically go into this position in terms of go straight into the positives in that way, because sometimes the feedback that you might get could be important. Let's say if you get the same feedback over and over and over and over and over again, well, that curiosity would come in there for me in terms of, well, what can I learn from this? What's this telling me? Am I in the right marketplace? Am I pitching things in the right way? What does that look like? Because therefore, I don't want you to be oblivious to what feedback is or be in denial because there may be certain things that you go, where I'm positioning or how I'm doing things could be tweaked or it could be improved. But you're not just automatically taking on, you're giving yourself that chance to go, okay, 
What can I learn from this? What can I take from this? How can I move things forward? And that's the real key thing here. It's about moving it forward rather than getting stuck or going around in a spiral. Let me share a few examples of what I've heard from peers and coaching clients and even myself at times over the last recent months. I had a conversation at an event and they were saying in their industry, the budgets are so tight, okay, and there's just no budget for leadership development training. And they told me what industry it was and I was like, oh, that's really, really curious because I've got another client who last week got signed off for a bigger program in the same industry. Their client actually said to them, can we do this earlier because I've got more of a budget that I want to spend? So can you see, even if you can find one evidence that contradicts that (laughs) or it makes you question it, that could be enough for you to go, hmm, actually that meaning isn't true what I'm saying, that budgets are so tight all across the board. I remember again, Somebody said to me they wanted to launch a podcast, but oh, they're too late because somebody else in their field's already started a podcast recently, so they can't do it as well. And when we had a conversation, it was like, well, does that mean that you can't have a podcast? Are you going to say the exact same things? Are you the same person? Do you have the same business? And quite quickly, it started to unravel for them to go, no, because they're their own boss. They've got their own business. They've got their own people that will be attracted to them. They don't say the exact same things anyway, even though they were in a very similar field as well. So I'm giving a few examples here to spark some reality of things that you might go, oh, I've said that before or I've fallen into that trap as well. Again, some things I heard, I was speaking at an event last week and in one of the hot seats and one of the conversations was around, well, I need to have a huge audience before I can do X. And that X could be, you know, charging more or launching something. Again, can you see how the meaning that we're attaching to that makes a big difference? What even is a huge audience? You might end up having a huge audience of people on your email list, but they're completely disengaged. They're not the right type of people for you. They're not really taking action. So what would you rather? Would you rather have a huge audience just for the numbers or would you rather have a small and mighty, you know, community of people that really are your ideal clients or customers in that way? And I remember it was last year when I was coaching a person um, at the start of our relationship and we were talking about what their vision was and what they wanted to do. And for them, it was really important to have the school holidays off because they wanted to make sure family was really important and that's why they actually left the corporate world to start their business. But then out of their mouth came really quite soon after saying, well, and it's okay if that means that I won't be able to earn as much as I really would like. And I was like, well, why are you limiting yourself in that way? Because it doesn't mean necessarily that the more hours you work or the more weeks you work means that you can earn the most. That's not the way that business works. It might be, well, you can work smarter, you can structure the way that we focus on your goals and your activities so that whatever it is that that goal is that you want to earn, we'll reverse engineer it, we'll focus, but just don't shortchange yourself before you even take action just because you've got that belief that by you taking off the school holidays means that you won't be able to be as successful enough. And I remember very early on in my business, and it lasted a good few years, I had that belief that if I wasn't working Monday to Friday, nine to five, I wasn't working hard enough. But that was what was conditioned into me from the corporate world and my experience. 
Whereas really the reality was that as a business owner, I get to choose when I want to work. And often that means, and I'm sure <laughs> you might experience this as well, that means that you're so inspired or you're so focused on getting things done that at times you might work more than nine to five, Monday to Friday, or there are other times you go, I don't need to work right now. Or you design things in the way that's best for you, best for your business. And that could be much more flexible and it gives you that freedom as well. What else? Let me think of some other examples. Um, I remember once somebody was looking at one of their peers in their industry and seeing their success, but then going, oh, well, they've only had that because of the past connections. So again, could you see that? Even if you think about that sometimes, or if you see something similar, well, you're attaching a meaning to that. And is that really the reality? And you don't know if that's really true because you don't actually know what they're doing behind the scenes. And it's that whole kind of same idea of the overnight success. But we don't need to know if it's true or not. It's more about what that's doing to you. Because if you then believe, well, they're only successful because of their past connections. Well, can you see if you then go, well, I don't have any good connections or connections that are going to help me. That might just stop you from even taking action to push yourself out of your comfort zone to connect with new people. And actually, you might be fighting a losing game in your head even before you really move things forward. And one last one. Obviously, you know, I talked about this in the previous episode, that I'm all about understanding your entrepreneurial superpower. And I use the Wealth Dynamics Profiling Test to really bring this to life. But there's been many situations where people have said to me in the past, well, I can't do that because I'm not a star profile or I'm not a creator profile. And the whole point of that is it's not about putting a label on you to then say you can't do something, i.e., you know, I'm not a star profile, so I can't do big public talks or I'm not a star profile, so I can't grow a big audience. Because again, if you put that negative attachment or a meaning onto that, that stops you from going, hold on, but what is my personality? How's the best way for me to grow my audience? What's the best way for me to do X, Y or Z? So I really hope some of these examples just spark for you. What are some of the things that you unknowingly often, because it happens under the surface most often from my experience, that it really gives you that chance to go, how do you avoid sabotaging your success? Especially when you are navigating through business challenges and you're growing your business so that you can actually just reduce the chaos and you can do things much more confidently. So challenge it whenever you hear yourself saying something where there's a story or a negative attachment or meaning coming onto something that's happened or happening. Find a contradiction. It could be the quickest way to just really pierce a hole in that. And instead of attaching onto a negative story, how can you attach yourself onto more of a positive step forward? I.e., how will that help me? What am I making this mean? What can I do with this to move things forward as well? The reality is our minds do not care what is true or not. And I'll do a fuller episode about this in the coming months, I'm sure. And our minds really work on autopilot. So what we have to be really careful of is what are the stories that we are using in our minds that are influencing how we think, how we feel, what we act, what we say yes to, what we say no to, because that will make a huge difference in terms of how you experience real results and how you can experience more magic in your business. So I look forward to sharing more with you next time. So until then, question your beliefs, question the meaning that you're attaching onto things, especially in those moments when they aren't going exactly how you hoped for or you planned for. Two quick things before you go. 
First of all, I would be so grateful if you could do me a favour and take a minute to subscribe, rate and leave a review of this podcast on your favourite podcast player. This will mean that this episode and future episodes find their way to other business owners to help them on their business journey. And also for you, it'll mean that the next episode will be waiting for you in your feed so that you don't miss out. And then if you've not already done so, I'd again love to invite you to take the Business Magic Scorecard because in less than two minutes, I promise that it will help you to clearly see where your biggest opportunities are for growth and what's currently going well for you so that you can keep doing those things. You'll receive your results in a personalized report along with free exclusive resources to help you move things forward based upon your individual results. And what's more, you can even book in for a free 50-minute virtual cuppa with me so that we can have a real two-week conversation about your business and results. So will it be your design, your mindset, or your strategies that need your attention so that you can confidently grow your business without chaos and confusion? Find out by going to osmansharif.com scorecard or through the links in the show notes. I look forward to hearing what you make of your results. And until next time, bye for now.